is when I realized that I was the common denominator, I realized I have to go first. I need to fill my own cup. I need to be full up. And the reason that I was feeling so stuck and so overwhelmed and so resentful about not having the the responses that I wanted was because I was allowing myself to be so depleted. And when I started to build myself up and love myself, build this foundational relationship with myself, learn to love myself, learning who the hell I am and how to use my voice, right? That shifted everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Today, I'm so thrilled to have with me on the show, Ms. Christy Holt. I'm going to share a little bit about her before we dig into this interview. She is so energetic, and I am so excited to have you guys meet her. But let me just tell you a little bit about her really quickly. It's her vision to inspire and empower women to reclaim their power, drop the overwhelm in favor of balance and confidence, and ultimately create the happy and aligned life of their dreams. She's passionate about showing women how to find more inner peace, embrace radical self-love, and accept and become the conscious creator of their lives while keeping it simple and fun. If you're ready to turn your mess into your message and create massive impact in the world, I would love for you to get connected with Miss Christy because she's amazing. She's passionate about helping more change makers to become the unwithable <laughs> so that they can use their unique voice to change the world. She is so passionate to doing this, and you are going to hear that enthusiasm and passion as we go through this podcast interview. So buckle up. Grab something cool to drink or warm, get you a pen and pack. I'm sure she's going to drop some pearls with us today and sit back and listen or keep writing and listening. Hopefully you're listening to this wherever you are. All right, let's dive into today's podcast. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? All right, everybody, as I promised, Ms. Christy Holt is on the show today. We are so happy to have her. Listen, when I first spoke to her, there was so much energy in the room and we were over Zoom. I mean, we had electricity flying, honey. So this podcast is about to be on and popping. So if you are one of those who needs a seatbelt because you're scared you might fly out the window, this is the opportunity for you to go ahead and get that on. (laughs) Yes. All right, Christy, thank you for being on the show, my friend. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to share some conversation with you this morning. Oh, and I know you got so many pearls to just give away. So let's dive right in. So as you know, we are, you know, in the time where we're either killing ourselves with our businesses and we are like on this hamster wheel or we are like sitting somewhere biting on the biting our nails in the corner trying to figure out what the heck we're supposed to be doing with our life 
And you are all about getting unstuck and like getting either off the hamster wheel or getting out of the corner and getting your stuff together. So let's talk about that. What happens? This is my first question. Well, I want to ask you first, what is not in that bio we just heard? Because I mean, we, I mean, (laughs) you really shined a light on yourself and you're pretty awesome. So tell us a little something that wasn't there. Okay. Well, hmm, gosh, I got a lot of things I could share. I'm going to share a couple because I can't choose just one. I'm a multifaceted kind of human. And so I always have lots to share. So a couple little tiny tidbits. Number one, I started my first business when I was 14 teaching piano lessons. So I am also a piano teacher and I still teach today. Now I'm not the most amazing pianist, but I am an exceptional teacher. And I like to think that I really help my students to find a love of music as opposed to um, a discipline Mm -hmm. of music. So that's where I differ a little bit in that area. I also became a professional chartered accountant as my first career, uh, heavily, heavily weighed in um, people pleasing and doing what my mama said I should mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. And so I went into that and discovered a whole lot about myself very quickly. And uh, needless to say, I'm no longer doing that. <laughs> um, but that's a story for another day. So that is a couple of quick tidbits. And also, I just want to share as part of my story, because it really, I think people will relate to this. I also have gone through a really difficult relationship. Actually, I've was married twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second relationship was with my kid's dad and it was, it was not a very good relationship. And so most of what I have to share now, a lot of that really comes from the wisdom that I gained throughout the process of moving through that relationship and ending that relationship. And then subsequently finding the most amazing human partner that I could ever ask for. He is my best friend, my my everything, my biggest cheerleader. And so uh, without him, I don't know where I would be. I mean, I would probably be here too, but having him along with me on by my side is absolutely one of the sweetest things I could imagine. I love everything you just said because... I think everything you went through contributes to the unstuck that that you're talking about, because we sort of, we have to go through some of these things to get to the point where we can see the value in them all and the value in ourselves, even like from big, like, I'm so excited about the piano teacher part and what you said about like having fun with it and not it being a discipline. Cause I took piano when I was younger and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell you, it wasn't that great. Cause it was like, (laughs) Somebody had a ruler on your hand, like tap, 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 let's do it, let's get it done. And so it wasn't that fun. So, you know, having had that experience, it's nice to hear that you're doing it in a fun way. But then also you learned that experience and how to be a great teacher and, you know, and have patience and understanding. But then also the accounting component, you knew what you didn't want to do, right? So it it fueled, well, it informed your ability to get unstuck and find the thing that worked. So I love that you shared that with everyone because there's someone listening who is, like I said, sitting in the corner, biting their nails, wondering what the next movie is. And they probably have not considered the past experiences and how it can educate and inform the thing that's going to get them unstuck. I mean, it's all part of our journey. It is. We can't, we can't get to this place. And, you know, I speak with people a lot about, you know, 
would you go back and change things if you could, if you could avoid or, you know, navigate around certain maybe challenging or uncomfortable circumstances? And I got to say, no, I wouldn't because I would not be here and I would not be who I am today without every single last one of those. Yes shitty, uncomfortable, overwhelming, stressful, terrifying, whatever adjectives you want to put in front mm-hmm. of it, they made me who I am. And the the learning and growth that came out of it, I, I, there's no way to replace that by, by any other means. And the flip side of that, which I think is just as valuable and important to talk about is you wouldn't be able to help other people going through the same thing. If you didn't have this journey of your own, how would you be able to meet people where they are, relate to the issues they're having, and then give them the appropriate advice to get them out of it, right? We yeah. needed those things. I think, you know, who who wants to go through sucky things? Nobody, nobody wants no. to have negative Somebody, It's not fun. It's not fun. We want to do that. No, yeah, and in the moment you feel like it's going to last forever and it's just never going away. But on the the hindsight of it, when you're able to look back at it and you and if you if you go through those things, knowing that there's going to be a lesson on the other end and you are conscious of it and have the wherewithal to look back to find the lesson. I mean, ultimately, it makes life so much better on the other side. It sucks that you had to go through it. Now, I'm sorry, everybody listening. You got to go through it like there's no way to avoid the hurt and the pain, the frustration a lot of times. But it's what you do with it. And i that's what I love about you and what you're doing with people is you are helping them to get unstuck. You can't solve the problem for them, but you can certainly show them how the problem can fuel the future, right? Like how you can like get out of it and use it. Yeah. And I like to call that turning your mess into your message. Yes. And I know like that sounds all like- They heard it in your body, girl. They heard right? it. They heard but, it. Right? So to me, like- this mess that you've got going on, it is your catalyst. It is your launching pad. And so while you think, oh, it's just a hot mess and it's nothing's good as going to ever come out of this, I beg to differ because I know that you can turn that mess with a little intention into your message. And you notice the mess is still in the word message. Mm-hmm. It's not gone. It's not erased. It's not forgotten. It's not eliminated. It's right in there, but you're using it now as a catalyst. It's part of your message. It's yes. part of the impact that you are here to create. You just got to be a little bit intentional about how you move forward from that mess. It's so true. And what you're saying is mindset. You have to know that going in, right? Because we just established that we can't avoid the heartache and pain and the frustration and challenges. We can't avoid those in life. But the mindset around those problems, even in the midst of going through them, to have the ability to go through the mess and know that ultimately you'll be able to make it a message is helpful. It helps you through the mess because you know it's not going to last. You know, trouble don't last always, right? So you know that, you know, if you have the right mindset, that's why I talk so much about having a CEO mindset because you have to constantly evolve. And that happens from making your mess, your message, right? You have to constantly evolve because in that problem, you're learning too, right? From the failures we learn, from the troubles we learn. We can't without them. Like right. it's, it's not possible to exactly. really learn without some sort of failing. And if we're not making mistakes, we're really not pushing ourselves to our capacity. 
So in the grand scheme of things, what we're saying, Christy, is that we should be thankful for the mess because it is going to cause us to be successful in the end because we'll know what yeah. not to do, where not to go, who not to deal with, you know. <laughs> we'll but know. oh my God, that is so not easy when you're not. in the mess, right? Not. Which is ultimately, you know, whew, that is the trouble because when you're in it, your mind takes you on a journey, usually uh, a real messy, uglier one than the actual reality. Mm-hmm. Our mind can carry mm-hmm. some of this pain and suffering and make us feel crappy long after the situation has passed. And, you know, it's not, it's not your fault. It's yeah. not your fault that that's how it works. That's just part of being a, a human. And as a human, we've just got to learn the right the right tools, the right resources to help carry us through those moments to the other side. And often a perspective shift or two will really help get you there. But sometimes I get it. Those perspectives. But that's why they have people like you and they have people like me, because we are the objective voice in the middle of the mess. And we can stand above or rise above the mess and be able to look at it from a, a larger, like a, a higher view because they're down in the weeds. Mm, and so yeah, we're not down is, there with you. <laughs> we're not down there with them. And that's why it's important. I'm doing a, uh, my video this week is about um, the four people that you should have on your team, right? Mm-hmm. And because there, there are people who need to walk along with you during your mess that can like hold your hand because every once in a while you're going to get in some quicksand right? And you're going to start sinking and falling Mm -hmm. into the mess and you need someone that's going to be able to pull you out. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I love that. So let's, let me ask you this question then, because it kind of goes into that when you are on that hamster wheel or when you do find yourself in the corner, biting your nails and struggling and like, you don't know what to do next. It's really easy to get caught up in that mess, right? And feel Mm -hmm. like there's no way out. So what advice would you share with someone who uh, is going through that to help them take their first step out of it? Yeah, I think there's, there's, there's quite a few pieces to this puzzle. So it really sort of depends on which pieces you might be missing. I think getting in alignment with your vision and your mission is probably one of the most crucial things, because if you're moving towards someone else's vision, someone else's definition of happiness or success or fulfillment or, or so be it girl, you on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. And if you are walking along someone else's path, it's going to be no surprise that you're not going to get those results that you're seeking because those aren't, that's not the path for you. And the truth is, you know, no one else has the truth for you. Only you have that within. And when we say we're not down in the weeds with you, that's that's a good thing because we can help you to really identify, well, wait a minute. What is it about this that is for me? And then can we weed out, unlearn, uncondition, strip away the bits that you think are you that are not actually you? Those mm-hmm. things that society told you that you should do. Mm-hmm. We all be shitting all over ourselves and trying to live up to others' expectations. And the truth is we're letting ourselves down. And we're 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 creating a, a situation where there's no other option except for to feel disappointment because so we're not going to the thing that we want anyways, right? We're exactly. out of alignment. We're out of integrity. We're out of congruence with our path. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it really does just take an outside view, an outside perspective, a neutral perspective that can help you to really get a look at that. Because sometimes we as humans, we're, we can be very forgetful as humans. Yeah. 
And we can get a little disconnected from those parts of ourselves that actually are really solid guidance for us. That inner barometer that says, hey, this is for me. Ooh, this, ooh, this is not for me. We can get disconnected, right? We can get all up in our head mm-hmm. when all the things looking for the next answer, seeking, chasing, trying to find the truth is we create all of the things that we desire from within and then it is reflected out in our world. But we as humans, we can often forget that fact and we can yeah. spend so much time and energy looking for it out there. Yeah. I think we're conditioned. We are conditioned from birth to look outward for our inner peace because as children, we are told, you know, you would be amazing at this. Oh, that was your favorite thing as a kid. I don't know why you wouldn't go into that field or you are so like, you do such a good job in this thing. You should, you know, do this thing, you know, So we're conditioned to have other people tell us how we should feel, how we should think, what we should do, how we should move. Um, And then society also shares with us, they show us what societal standards are. So then we we are so used to Mm -hmm. measuring ourselves against that standard. And so we are are not, our our defect is to imitate someone else or try to do it the way someone else does it. And I think between you and me, our synergy is that we are both trying to get people back to the internal um, barometer. Yeah. You have the wisdom. uh, Yeah. You know what it's, it's funny. I was on a call this morning with my best friend and she um, will not communicate a message that she really wants to communicate in real time. And so I told her, I said, she wants to text the message, you know? And so what I told her was, I said, you are trying to protect yourself because you don't want to hear the answer in real time. That's the issue. You're not trying to save anybody any time. You're not trying to make it more convenient for the next person. You just don't want to be vulnerable in real time. So you are shielding yourself with this. But then what happens is, and I think we do this a lot, is because we did that under the illusion that we are doing it for someone else, right? When we don't get what we want in the time we want it, then we're like making up all these stories. Like you just said, we're making up all these stories in our head about what the truth is and why the person hasn't responded and what that means and what's wrong with us that it didn't work out. And so my response to her was this, pick up the phone and use your words and get the response, good or bad, get the response. Then at least you're not coming up with all these scenarios in your head about why the response didn't come, you know? And so I think we do that a lot. And that that really contributes to the whole idea of being stuck because we'll get in our heads about what the reality is, which you just mentioned. Yeah, and ultimately- It's made up. Exactly. We, (laughs) man, we will get into our heads and often it's one initial thought will trigger a whole spiral of thoughts, right? So true. Ultimately, this is what I, why I wrote my book, which is called Unstuck for Women, 
is to help women to get up and men too, because you know what, these, these principles apply to everybody, but I wrote my book for women because I am a woman and I have a woman's story and a heart to help other women. But like I say, it is really applicable to everybody. Anybody who experiences like the one thought that spirals very quickly into a whole shit storm of emotions mm-hmm. and thoughts, and all of a sudden you're you're anxious and overwhelmed and really don't know what to do with yourself. We've all been there. Yeah, of course. Like, probably Buttons, yesterday. t-shirts, got a whole club. Yeah. <laughs> and so, over here in the corner right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Crying in the corner, maybe like a little rocking and trying yeah. to so- console yourself. Um, but the truth is you can learn to overcome that. And before it gets to the spiral so that you don't have to go through all of that, because once you're, when you're out there, it's a lot harder to rein it back in, right? Because all of a sudden now the voices are louder, the stories are more catastrophic, more devastating, more permanent. And all that is not reality, right? So we want to be able to shut that down before it gets to that very terrifying place when we can and build ourselves a a toolbox full of resources Mm -hmm. to keep ourselves focused because the only time that we have is right now, this present moment. And when we are spending time reliving the past or ruminating about the past, or when we are spending time having anxious thoughts, worries, fear about what may or may not probably may not happen in the future, we are really missing the gift that is right here, right now, which is this present moment. We don't have any other moments besides the present now. And so in order to bring ourselves into this present moment, and by the way, when you're in the present moment, that's when you are at your most powerful, you are your, at your, your most capable and able to create for yourself the experience that you truly want, right? It means that you are able to respond versus react. It means so that you true. are able to choose versus running on autopilot. I know you all out there are thinking like, I don't choose to be like this. I don't have a choice. I just am overwhelmed and stressed out and anxious and all of these things. And I don't have a way out. I get that because I have been there and I have felt that. And the truth is, is it doesn't feel like you do. I know that because I, I sat on the other side of this coin for, oh my gosh, way too long. But when I figured out how to stop the spiral, I could start seeing much more clearly. And so I really wanted to share my spiral stopper method inside of my book to start arming with people with the tools that they need, because ultimately you're the only one who has the power to change your life. No one else can do it for you. There is no grand savior out there coming to save you. You are the one who needs to save yourself. And I know that sounds really dramatic and really probably disappointing for a lot of people that were yeah, like, you they know want, they want the problem solved. They want someone to fix it. Right. Someone just could fix me. The truth is though, in all of that, you're not broken, right? You're human and you're a whole human already. It's just yes. that you forgot. And I think too, um, I was going to ask you why you thought people were not more apologetically themselves. Cause I think we can all hear that you are unapologetically you, yeah. but what are your thoughts on it being because of shame. I think that we we are not able to do what you just said. And that we, I think that we feel like we can't do anything different. Like we have to, like, we don't know how, or there's like, it, it's not going to work for them. We feel that because we're ashamed of whatever it is. And we are 
that shame prevents us from holding ourselves up to other people, some of those people on our team, because when we do, they will tell you, they'll show you, we've been through it too. We've done it too. There aren't too many problems under the sun that someone else has not gone through. And uh, my husband and I are marriage ministry leaders at our church. And that's something that we found is that when you are in the middle of your mess, you feel like you're on an island by yourself and it's an island that no one's ever heard of. And that's not true. And so in those, in our meetings, we have discussions each month and it is every, every single time when someone brings up an issue that they were having in their relationship, it was like a deal breaker at the moment. They felt like, you know, life was going to end. It wasn't going to work for them. The marriage wasn't going to last. And then someone will raise their hand and say, girl, we went through that last week. And here's what we did. Here's how we fixed the problem. And so we aren't unapologetically ourselves and getting unstuck because of shame, I think. What are your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, fear is a liar. Mm -hmm, So let's be clear about that. If you are having thoughts that are rooted in fear, it's not the truth. Okay. Because the truth is love. And absolutely. We're all, we're all buried under the weight of shame. It's, it comes from childhood trauma and all the trauma, but like largely it starts right, right away in childhood. Mm -hmm. It's no one's fault. It's not your parents' fault. They were doing the best that they could with the resources they had. And as as the same, so are you, you are doing the best that you can with the resources you have. Yet when we feel as a child that things are not completely safe and it is inevitable because at some point our needs will not be met to the fullest capacity. Our parents won't be able to, or there'll be some extenuating circumstance. And we tend to internalize that in that situation, this, this, inner child wounding that we often carry through adulthood comes from making a really difficult decision because when we're a child we experience some lack of needs being met and we have two ways of interpreting it number one our parents are a failure which does not look good for our our inherent survival from here on right so that's a terrible (laughs) choice Uh, option number two is we decide there's something wrong with us And that is unfortunately the lesser of two really shitty choices, but the one that most people I think held on to, right. And so we internalize that, like I'm falling short, I'm not good enough. And then, oh my gosh, then we go through life with a whole bunch of other traumatized people who are operating from the same shame and guilt lens that tell us that we are not good enough in some way, shape, or form. Now, ultimately, it's not about what they're telling us. It's about how we experience that, how Mm -hmm, we internalize mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. and how we build our identity upon that. But when you're a child and you don't know another way, right? you know, you, you take this on and you, you have no choice, but to assume this is how you're almost, you're almost attracted to it because that's your norm. And you're, you're like, well, that's, how people are supposed to treat me because that's what I've always known. Or we will, um, you know, we will allow some of those same behaviors. If your parents were aggressive and they, and they, they were never wrong, then you'll, you'll find that in your adult life. And unless you recognize it, you will allow it to happen in your adult life. And then you, you have those same childlike feelings you had when you were a child and you couldn't control it, but because you've been conditioned, like we said earlier, you won't step up as an adult to confront it because you don't think that it's something that should be confronted because you're so conditioned 
and you think that that's how it's supposed to be. So now you're back in the corner, cowering down. And, yeah. and it's a safety thing too, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that we, we often don't feel safe to do something different, right? Because ultimately fear. our, our fear, fear yeah. hops in. And also because our, the way that our brain works, it is actually really the reticular activating system, which is our brain filter, which filters in from the extreme plethora of information available to us. Let me tell you, there's a whole lot more going on before Mm -hmm. your very eyes that you are not capable of bringing on board and recognizing. So your brain filter actually takes the, I don't know what the number is, billions of bits of information and filters in that which it thinks is most relevant to Mm -hmm. you. How does it decide what is relevant to you, Andrea, or to me? That it has. Yeah. Mm. Let's check the file cabinets yep. and see what feels good. Okay. Yeah. And what by feels good, I just mean certain and safe and familiar. Was familiar, not right. What is actually best for you or what is for your future? Is best that familiarity good? It's right. that familiarity. Good? Yeah. That's so good. And those of you listening who's been following over the past few weeks know that we had an an entire conversation about the reticular activating system uh, a couple of weeks ago. So go back. I will link that podcast down below because it is it stands. um, It just makes sense for you to listen to that, because what Christy is saying is so very true. So if you're not quite sure what she's talking about when she's talking about the reticular activating system, that whole conversation is on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I will link it down below. But she's absolutely right. You're right. I mean, you and, and it goes to we want to change our habits, right? Again, going back to being unstuck. We want to change our habits. We want to do something different. So what do we do? What is what is the what is the normal process? Okay, so we say we set these goals for ourselves or for those of us who are, you know, the resolution type that are doing it at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You know, so you set this goal for yourself. But if the basis, yeah, all in. But if the foundation that you're talking about has not been changed. When we talked, when I talked about the reticular activating system, I called it the tape recorder, right? And so we have that negative tape playing. So as long as it's still in there, the stuff, the familiar things, we'll still accept yeah. them, but we have to take the tape out, put a fresh new tape in and then start recording the things that are yeah. really true to us. And so, yeah. Stuff, in my book, stuff. I yeah. refer to it as the asshole mind, like this part of the script that is not for your highest and best. It it's is the not. one that you think is you just, you just think everything's the world is against you. Right. But it's actually this, this, tape, like you're saying, replaying, I call it the asshole mind. It's this part that ultimately is all about trying to keep you safe. Although it often outwardly appears as Mm self-sabotage or cock blocking Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. it might look like for you, but it's ultimately all, um, a plea to, to keep you safe in what's familiar. Right. And so when you understand how this works, yeah. And you are going to, that's be exactly where I was going because we get it. to, yeah. Cause we get to yeah. the point where we want to, we want to do something different to get a different result, get un become unstuck. Yeah. But because we've not changed that negative tape, all those familiar things are, are keeping us in that box. So we have to, like you said, get rid of all of that, those things that were not ours, that society's given us and get clear on what we want, what our strengths are, where we can show up and feel our best and, and have those positive reactions. We've got to figure that out because we got to put, you got to take the old tape out, put the new tape in. And why that's important 
and you speak to this too, because I'm sure you've got it in your book. When we are telling ourselves we're going to change our habits and we're going to do something different this year, we're going to make it work, but we haven't changed the tape, then those affirmations that we're trying to do every day, the journal entries that we're like all the journaling, all of that stuff, you're going to end up feeling like there's something wrong with you again. Like here, I can't do it. There's something wrong with me. Everybody else can journal and they can do their affirmations and it works out great. But the minute I try, it doesn't work for me. That is why your book is so helpful because people need to understand that it's not them, it's the tape and they've not changed the tape. (laughs) And that has to be done first. That's the foundation. You've got to recognize that, first of all, okay, I'm going to tell a little story because this okay. is a real life story from yesterday. I was out for a walk with my amazing partner and in full disclosure, I had a, a really bad ankle injury last summer, which took forever and ever to heal. And so I'm not in the physical condition that I am used to being in. Now, I, it's not a big problem, but my clothes are a little tighter mm-hmm. than I would like, you know, so mm-hmm. I'm just feeling like in my body. Mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. it's not really a problem. I don't care what other people think anymore for the most part. I mean, there's still a part of me. I mean, yeah, I, just, I love people and yeah, I care. We're about human. Yeah. But, you know, being human, I was just literally thinking in my mind, oh, I should really like, I gotta, I gotta move more and just make some better food choices. Next thought flies into my mind, chocolate cake. That would make <laughs> you feel better. So true. Guilty. And And so these things haven't totally disappeared, okay? So the thought's still coming up. But what's different now than when I was stuck is that I could recognize the, I'll be like, these thoughts are wilding. Like, how is that the thought on the heel of I should, you know, and it wasn't like I was shooting on myself, but like, I would feel better if I did this, ooh, chocolate cake. Like, yeah. And so I actually like laugh because- the audacity. The truth <laughs> is you're not your thoughts, right? You're the observer right. of right. your thoughts. And so right. when you can create that small amount of space to say, mm-hmm. those thoughts aren't me, that chocolate cake thought that that wasn't me, the audacity right. Of right. thoughts, but it's not mine. And I don't have to take it on board. Right. And, and I didn't have any chocolate cake on hand. <laughs> work to, good for you. Good for you. Good things. Sometimes being a, a lazy human is, <laughs> you know, it's just to say the, the thoughts and the things will probably arise from time to time, but it's learning how to navigate those thoughts, those challenges, those yes. obstacles yes. in a way that doesn't throw you off. And a way that actually continues to feel good for you because ultimately right. your intended state is feeling really good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 And th- it all goes back to knowing yourself. You yeah. you really have to know yourself. And like we talked about earlier, changing that, changing the tape in order to get unstuck. Are you questioning why you keep coming up short on your quest for success? Are there mental blocks that are keeping you from realizing your vision? Well, elementary, my dear Watson, All you need is a blueprint 
The Search for Success Challenge offers clues, five very important clues that ultimately create the blueprint you need to help you construct the perfect success strategy that will have you achieving your goals and living your best life. Search for your blueprint so that you can use it to have a life you've always dreamed of. You can do this. Come on, Watson. Register with the link in the show notes and let's get started. So before I get to my very last question, talk to us about your book. Tell us what the name of it is. Tell us a couple of key points that are going to wet our whistle to go and get it because it's going to be in the show notes, everybody. There's going to be a link. So everybody calm down. I know that Chrissy is really rocking your world right now and you want to get close to her. Calm down. The book, the link will be in the notes. All right. I can hear, I can feel him fighting, fighting Christy to get to it. So let's, let's hear about it. Tell me about it. Tell us. Well, uh, so my book unstuck for women is ultimately my solution to those people that are feeling really stuck and helpless to those that are feeling too much and yet not enough to those who are struggling with people pleasing and not knowing who the fuck they actually are. Right. (laughs) Uh, and ultimately it's my, my mission to impact a million lives. Actually, that's my goal is to make an impact in a million lives, whether that be through ripple effect or through my book, through my podcast, through the next book I'm writing about relationships. But ultimately I want to help people because I was there, right? I was in that spot. I was in a relationship that I felt so stuck. And the truth is it wasn't about the relationship. It was about me. It was about that relationship that I had with myself. And when I had this moment, and this is a bit of a teaser from the first sort of bit of the book about why I wrote the book, I had this moment, this big aha, when I realized like, holy shit, the common denominator in every last one of my problems is me. Ding, 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 (laughs) ding. First of all, I had this moment like, oh my God, I've done this to myself, which wasn't actually the accurate truth, but (laughs) yes and no. The second part of it was far more important. And the truth is, I was the one who was going to change it all. I was the one to empower myself Mm -hmm. to make something different, right? To change my current circumstances or to accept my current circumstances. Uh, But sitting there and bitching and complaining about them, it was doing me no service whatsoever. So ultimately, I really want to help anyone who's out there feeling like, they don't know what to do. They don't even maybe feel like they have a choice or the power to do something about their circumstance. But I want to tell you that you do. You always do. You are always the answer that you have been looking for. And the love you're seeking, it's within you. The peace that you're trying to find out there and to cultivate it's within you. The fulfillment, the abundance, all of the things that you wish to create for yourself, they come from within you. And so as soon as you can start to kind of put all of these puzzle pieces together and empower yourself to go and do the damn thing, the better off you're going to be, right? The more amazing experiences you're going to have. I truly believe that we are here as a human to experience. Mm-hmm. Now, now, knowledge is like one thing, And we all know a lot of things that we ought to do. And we know, you know, a lot of information, but information is just information until we put it into practice, until Mm -hmm. we embody that information. We don't have the experiential knowledge until we do. And I'll tell you what, that's a very different kind of knowledge when you've gone through some stuff, right? Which is exactly why at the beginning you said, 
that's what equips us to help others is this having gone through it, having this experiential knowledge. You cannot replace that by reading a book, right? You cannot create that from nothing. You must experience it in order to fully understand on a human level what that is all about. And so ultimately I wanted to share from my experiential knowledge of what it took for me to stop the spirals that I was going through so that I could stop waking up every morning feeling like, oh my God, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Here's Rinse, the coffee. Repeat. Mm-hmm. Pass the coffee. I don't know how I'm going to get through today. You know, I spent years and this is very common for moms, I think too. So if any moms are listening, you know that things really shift when you become a mother because now your focus is on your children. And very often we can get a little lost in that lost. process. I call that being, uh, not being, but I call that just a momitis, this idea that we are <laughs> now just a mom, right? Like I'm in people's phones mm-hmm. as my kid's mom. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. They don't even, people don't know my name. Right, like, right. I'm just my kid's mom, right? I and actually so, have a couple of those in my phone. <laughs> right, I do too. And and it's okay, but that just that just goes to show how easy it is for us to kind of lose track lose of ourselves. ourselves. And there's no going back. There's no erasing the current situation or returning to what once was. That's that's not possible, right? Again, wasting too much time and energy, wishing to be the size we mm-hmm. were in high school mm-hmm. again, right? Um, but when we can become present and accept where we're at, strip away that extra stuff that isn't us, we can forge a new identity, one that's founded on love, right? And build that strong relationship with ourselves here and now, not based on who you maybe once were, but who you truly wish to be here Mm -hmm. and now. And so the spiral stopper is really about creating that space. It's building a toolbox of resources because let's be honest, one resource isn't going to cut it. We are complex as humans and we are often in a wide variety of circumstances that lead to these thought spirals or could be even triggers. This could apply for a trigger kind of situation too. Because yeah. a trigger is just something outside of you that probably kicks off a thought spiral. And so in order to really shut that down, come into the present moment where you are at your most powerful and at your most intentional, right? To consciously decide how mm-hmm. you're going to respond. Then we just got to get get clear of those thought spirals. Yeah. So ultimately sounds... a toolbox is to me the way to go. It's not, there's not one quick, right. Fix. You can't, there's, there's not, not one, one piece of equipment that's going to fix it all. There's it's a combination, right. like you said. So I love this because it sounds kind of like it's an anthem for you to kind of like a warrior call, like, come on girls, let's, let's get up. Come on. Let's let's. And you're grabbing us all out of these corners and you're showing us how to get unstuck. And I love that. I want everybody to run out and get this book because she is really helping us. Even in this conversation today, I think you have changed some perspectives and opened some eyes um, to some of the things. People who didn't think they were stuck, I think what you said really like ears popped up. Go, wait, wait, that, that's what unstuck feels like. That's, that's, those are some indicators. Well, I think I might be experiencing that. And I love that um, because we don't know what we don't know. That's right. And so when someone gives us information, we are now responsible for that information. So you can't listen to this podcast, hear what those indicators are for being stuck and stay stuck. You're either going to reach out to Christy, you're going to buy this book, you're going to reach out to me, you're going to find that person on your team to help you get unstuck because you can't continue to stay stuck 
having listened to this podcast, because now you have information that can help. And the world needs you. Okay. Because like we said earlier, we are each so unique. We each have our own message. We each have our own voice. And to me, that's what this turning the mess into the message is ultimately about. It's finding your authentic voice and learning how to use it ultimately to impact other people's lives who they're out there stuck right now waiting for your message Uh so that they can feel the same amount of seen and heard and this, this hope, because I think when we reach out now, the work that we have to do, it is our own work, right? We can't make someone else do the work. However, it's so much easier to do this with the right support around us. And so when we do that, when we step up, when we find our voice, we can create a massive ripple effect in the world. And I'm telling you what, my sisters out there, the world needs your voice, Mm -hmm. your voice. It is special. It is needed. It is magical. And someone out there is going through exactly what you're going through right now and is going to be inspired and maybe even borrow some of the belief, right? That's, I think, part of the coaching or mentoring sort of mm-hmm, thing is sometimes mm-hmm. we can borrow our mentor's belief mm-hmm. when we are feeling a little bit short on yeah, our it'll own. Stand, it stands in the gap for when yeah. we can't do it on our own, for sure. I love that. All right. So I'm gonna let you go because we have been on this podcast for a long time. We could go on and on, but before I do, I like to ask my guests this final question. The name of the show was the CEO mindset. And we talk about constantly evolving and being open to failing forward. What do you do to constantly evolve? How have you failed forward in the, in the past? And what are a few of your, the lessons that you learned from those failures? So those are three questions in there that we're going to try to tie up real quickly because I don't want you to think about it too long. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. What was the first piece again? How do you constantly evolve? (laughs) Constantly evolve. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So evolving it is a daily internal process for me to really just come into the present moment. And you can do this in a whole, a whole host of different ways. So whatever that looks like for you, I personally love meditation Mm -hmm. uh, or breath work. Those are sort of my, my most common to just quiet it down, come into the present moment, come into my body, connect mind, body, soul, all Mm -hmm. all in one, the whole human picture and really inquire what would be the most loving thing I could do for myself today. Right. And, and most often when I ask myself that it it does, you know, impact my work, it does Mm -hmm. create a, a higher, more elevated state within myself, which then I can allow to overflow. Right. I think a lot of us wish to, to give more freely, but we're also not building ourselves up from which you can't give from an empty cup. Right. You can't give from an empty cup. And a big piece of really quickly of this is when I realized that I was the common denominator, I realized I have to go first. I need to fill my own cup. I need to be full up. And the reason that I was feeling so stuck and so overwhelmed and so resentful about not having the the responses that I wanted was because I was allowing myself to be so depleted. And when I started to build myself up and love myself, build this foundational relationship with myself, learn to love myself, learning who the hell I am and how to use my voice, right? That shifted everything. Now mistakes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's all over the place. Okay. Because that is how we grow. And there is no shame in the mistake making game. Mm -hmm. It is in fact a sign that you are pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Honestly, I think if you're not making mistakes, you are not trying hard enough. You are not 
expanding to your capabilities. So go ahead and make some mistakes. It's all fine. We're human. Um, you can learn to navigate those mistakes and use them there. It's just information. So if you can look at each of those mistakes, it's like, oh, hey, okay, that did not work. Um, how can I pivot and do this a little bit differently? Now it's, that's one less way I know that doesn't work for me, right? It's, it's like a choose your own adventure. It's an exploration, figuring out everything along the way. I love that. Now, those are some great lessons that you've learned and that you helped us to see as well. And I really appreciate you sharing those with us. But more importantly, I appreciate you being on the podcast. I'm so grateful. Um, we met inside of a Facebook group. So guys, my marketing hat is coming on. Facebook groups do work and they can help you be profitable and grow. So check those out. Christy, all of your information is going to be in the show notes, a link to your book, your website, um, your socials, your podcast, everything. So you guys can check her out and listen. Um, I know you got pearls. I did. I've been taking notes. If you've seen my head down, I've been taking notes and stuff as well. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to close out here. All right, guys, if you are stuck and you do not know where to go, and you find yourself in the corner shaking your head and, and biting your nails, trying to figure out a way to get to your next level, this is the podcast that of all podcasts. And Christy has given us tools and tips and inspiration and motivation to get out of that corner and get unstuck. So thank you for listening, and we will be back again next week. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, I want to hear all about them. And I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes, along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.